Civilly Accountable Podcast, and I'm your host, Leah Vahere. How's it going, guys? Um, I guess we're back at it another week. I took last week off due to some technical difficulties. I actually recorded a, an amazing episode with a dear friend of mine that I am hoping that I can re-record. Um, because when you're not a tech-savvy gal, I mean, I'm okay, but like nothing to write home about, um, we were kind of working with my janky uh, setup, and I ended up getting like an echo between the two microphones um, because I don't have like a proper mixer. Um, so if anyone listening has uh, experience in recording podcasts with guests, um, specifically virtually uh please send me a dm because i would love to know what platform you're using for that or how you go about that obviously like i'm gonna do some research but if any of you out there already kind of know how to do that where you can you know have like a virtual interview and then upload that uh that sound bite or that like audio to an mp3 I would really, really appreciate it if you would let me know. Um, even like today, so like I am, I was like testing out a new microphone um, because, you know, I got one that you can, that's like definitely looks more high tech um, and you can like sit across from the person and it can pick up both voices and like all that kind of stuff. So when I'm in person, it, you know, I don't need two microphones. I can just have one. And that has been frustrating because the microphone for some reason doesn't want to work with like my recording system plus I downloaded like a different recording system and sometimes it works um I was trying to do it again and it doesn't work and I was just like you know what fuck it I'm going back to my perfectly fine microphone that I've been using my perfectly fine system that I've been using and I will just return that fancy dancy uh, microphone because it's just not the vibe it's just causing me more frustration and um, it was like you know gave it the good old college try and now I'm just you know gonna move on from that because I literally was like not gonna have time to record today so I was just like I don't know I get frustrated with stuff like that um when it's not working like I just you know as I'm sure many other people do I don't like to spend a lot of time on things it's like I want it just to work <clears throat> and move on and if it doesn't work then I'll pivot very quickly I don't like spending much like too much time trying to figure it out and I'm basically like ah it's not aligned send it back <laughs> So maybe the future will be me getting like another microphone and a proper mixer um, and just having that on hand when I want to do in-person interviews Uh, because yeah, I just think that's that's the way to go because even too, like I don't know if any, I know a lot of you have reached out to me about like, you know, starting your own podcast and and doing your own thing. I'll just kind of give you a heads up like so even using like the one the new microphone where you can like pick up um like two voices on it sure that's great for like uh if zoom calls or meetings when you have like multiple people sitting around the table I don't like it for interviews because like 
right now I am like hunched over and like speaking into my microphone right now and when I was practicing with the other uh, newer mic uh, the person I was interviewing the voice is very very quiet and really hard to decipher what they're saying because it's just really weird like both people can't be like crouched over speaking into the mic like it just doesn't have if you sit too far back from the mic and you turn up you know all the features to like pick up sounds you're going to be picking up way more echo in the room than if you were to just kind of keep the settings down hold the mic close to your mouth you have a mic your guest has a mic and going on from there so that's my two cents on that Um, I'm sure someone could like debate me on that but like honestly every single podcast I've ever seen like on video everybody has their own mics right and I think that's probably be that's probably because they figured it out that a one mic picking up two voices just isn't isn't the vibe it doesn't work so it just gets too echoey that's all um so yeah I hope you guys are having an amazing week um I am kind of out of my regular flow of life right now. Um, Things are busy and, but yet like a lot of stuff is kind of going on and it's just like trying to balance a lot of different things that, it's nothing crazy, it's just kind of a lot. So I moved out of my cute little condo um, last weekend and I moved into my little mountain cottage. So it is super cute. It's like way smaller than my condo, but that's okay because I am so much closer to work now. So I work at the office anyways, and I have like a whole office space that I do work out of. I'll probably, you know, go back to recording my podcast there. So that's totally fine. At my condo, I wasn't going into the office. I was working remotely, like I was working from home and stuff. So it just was like nicer to have more of that space of like your own office room, bedroom, living room, all that stuff. The cottage is like straight up cottage vibes. Like I'm heating my house with a fireplace. So um, it's going to be really, it's going to be a change, but like a really good change because there's this amazing yard and I cannot wait if you guys don't already follow me on earthmedicine.usa that is my um, gardening and plant fertilizer page and I don't just show like just you know my products Um, I'm actually going to be showing a whole um, like series of gardening and yard and like at home landscaping and just like kind of giving you in the moment um, tips and advice and just like showcase like the journey of you know taking care of this like it's a pretty big yard honestly like for a tiny little cottage it's it's a decent sized yard like it's nothing that one person can't handle Um, but there's like a ton of trees that line the property there's lilac bushes that line the fence Um, there's like an enclosed you know 20 foot garden to plant vegetables Um, there are perennial flowers and vines that like are in bloom throughout the entire season there's like flower beds lining around the house and so all of that needs to be like cleaned up and cared for because the owners of the cottage have been away for since like last summer 
So it didn't get like a full cleanup. Um, I'm not even sure if it got worked in that much last summer. I think it did a little bit. Um, but so it just needs, it just needs some care, right? And it needs some fixing up, uh, some decluttering and just kind of needs to get zhuzhed up again. So it's super simple. And I just, I love that kind of stuff because it can show like the potential in your own yard. It can show you, you know, the potential that you can do with an already existing kind of layout. If you don't mind the layout, like I'll be showing some things that you can do to try to just like make it better. So I'm excited for that. Um, there's like a little pond and like um, that you, that I'm gonna like, you know, pump out and like fill with fresh water and have some, I wanna have like some lilies growing in there. I think that'd be really, really pretty. Uh, so yeah. I just, and some like lotus flowers, I don't know, it's just, it's going to be really, really nice, and it's got a really good energy about it, and I'm excited, and one of my favorite things um, about it is that it's a completely enclosed yard, and so far so good, I mean, Nova's only been there once, we haven't like officially moved in yet, it's just more of like the unpacking and kind of getting all, you know, everything transferred over, um, but Nova was there my mom was there with me helping me unpack and stuff and she brought her dog Elvis and Nova and him played in the yard and it was just so nice to see them rip like so hard they just like did laps around and around and around the house and like and they like they go so fast and they stayed in the yard they didn't get out they didn't jump out and it was like enough room for them to play and go crazy and it was just so cute to see and she like they like were running so fast they ended up like running into the pond because they like didn't know there was a pond there so yeah she was a very dirty wet dog afterwards but very very happy and um it just was nice to be able to have her be outside without having to be on a leash because that's you know what we had to do at the condo um she was you know able to sit outside a little bit on her on her leash um like on a long yard leash but she was just kind of getting she would be okay with that but that was very very temporary that was like a 15 minute thing because she's still like a puppy she's not going to you know be too entertained by and satisfied being tied up outside so um we're finding our groove um, and I'm going to be, yeah, just kind of like enjoying that. But the thing about Idaho weather is you can get some like a span of like warm days of like, you know, 60 degrees in February and then snow the next day, which honestly, I don't mind. Like I will, I would rather take kind of like these little breaks in time where we have uh, sunshine and like w this past weekend it was super nice out and like so nice that I was like in a tank top and leggings and working in some flower beds cleaning them up and of course you know the next day it snows but here's what I have to say about that because everybody's like oh you know like why work in the yard it's just gonna snow blah 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 like you know there's always like the naysayers who um just think it's like you should wait until everything is um you know clean or till you don't have any more snow 
And I don't know, for me, like what I'm cleaning up, like no pollinators are fucking living in there. There's no bees living in there. Like I'm not disrupting anybody's habitats. It's just like dead grasses and dead uh, leaves. Like nobody's living in there. Trust me. Because I know people say like, keep your yard asleep, you know, don't disrupt the pollinators and everything like that. I'm like, there's no fucking bees, man. They're in a hive. Like that's so stupid. But um, (laughs) anyways, just be mindful when you see posts like that. Uh, Anyways, so I, I personally, I like to take advantage of those nice warm days in like February and March um, because one the primary reason why I like that is because I just want to be outside and I love like my skin was like tingling in the sun it was just so nice to have fresh sun like on my skin because when you live in these colder climates you know you get cloudy skies you don't get a lot of sun um, or you're not outside for a long periods of time and so that was number one, you know, I don't, I just, I don't want to be outside sitting and doing nothing. I would rather be like moving around and doing something and just enjoying the sun. So that's number one. If you have an urge to be outside, don't talk yourself out of it because, you know, it's going to snow the next day. Like go outside and fucking putter around the yard and just get some sun on your skin and on your face, like get that vitamin D. And then two, The more I clean up and organize the yard, the closer I am when the weather, you know, is a straight shot and, you know, everything's, we're not getting any more snow, it's just getting some light showers, you know, we're fully in spring. If I'm cleaning up on those like, you know, messy or those warm days in February and March, um, by the time end of April is here, May, everything's ready to go to be planted in you know like I get to do the fun stuff I'm not gonna be um in the yard cleaning out all the branches pruning things back getting rid of all the materials all that shit is done because I did it on the warm days and I don't have a big pile of mess that I have to like deal with with like getting rid of the the branches and the pruning and the leaves and everything because I've already disposed of all that I get to just go into the flower beds and start, you know, planting my seeds, planting some wildflowers, uh, you know, topping some stuff up with mulch. I don't know, edging things out, like whatever it is. Like it just, I don't know. I like I like it to them when it's nice, uh, when it's cut close to spring. It's just less work for me, and I'm all about you know taking on little sizable chunks of work so that it's not so overwhelming when the time is here and like spring is here and we have to go and do you know all the things so that is just some food for thought if you are you know getting into gardening and landscaping and stuff that's kind of what I have found is I just I see no qualms with cleaning things up starting early in the season if um, the snow has melted and you have those warm days and primarily even if you aren't doing much it's like you're getting out and you're breathing fresh air and you're getting some sun on your skin and like that's you know that is what is primary right that's that's like the main benefit of it all so um yeah I hope you guys um are gearing up for March um and it's like I can't believe March is already around the corner and I can't believe we're in a leap year like I've actually this is like the first time that I've 
fully been aware of like living through a leap year. So I'm not sure what leap years symbolize. Maybe they're like good luck or maybe they're like a signal of like fortune. I'm not sure, but that's kind of, that's kind of funny. I don't know. I was just thinking about that as well. Cause it's something different. And yeah, March, I hope you guys had a great January and February. March feels like it's just going to continue on and uh, in the sense of like this whole wave of like expansion and growth and um, I feel like everybody is just, March is like a great time because it's like, you know, you're basically just amping up for spring and summer. For me, that's how it always feels. It's like... It's right on the tail end of winter. You're like, you know, getting ready. Everybody's kind of like done with being inside, being in the cold weather. Like we're here. We're ready for it for, for spring. So I just, uh, you know, it's just one more month to take, take advantage of and uh, get focused on what kind of things you want to do in the, in the warmer weathers because um, it's – depending on where you live, you know, like you're going to, this is kind of going to be the, the awesome happy medium before we get into like scolding hot summer where it's like too hot and you can't even do anything. Uh, so yeah, that's just kind of some of my thoughts on that. But, um, yeah, so this week, uh, I don't really have too much of a topic that I wanted to go over with the podcast. Um, but I was just like reflecting on how um, I've been feeling the past uh, two weeks and I was talking to a good friend of mine and we were just talking about change and um, basically, you know, becoming comfortable being uncomfortable. And that's been sort of a, a very common lesson um, that I've learned over the past three years is just becoming comfortable in the uncomfortableness and reminding myself about that Um, because you know around this time of year especially with moving it's like I just kind of got settled in my old place and now I like you know I'm picking everything up and moving into this new place and you know my old place like it got sold there's a you know the owner wants to move in um this new place it's very much feels aligned like I didn't have to do anything basically like the owner it just came up very very like seamlessly for me to like transition and move into here so I know it's all like signs from the universe of like just because it's all like with ease right and this this particular property that I'm moving into I've always like admired it and I always thought it was so cute and I always said to myself that you know if I ever got the opportunity I would live there so I am not you know I don't feel I'm not like second guessing um my choice because I'm just like uncomfortable with like the effort and work it takes to like get settled into a new place um because it was just so seamless coming into it right but it doesn't mean that I don't still feel uncomfortable you know I feel uncomfortable because it's taking time away from work and it's like disrupting my natural flow of um, my week to week. And it's, you know, it's like just uncomfortable being in a new place and like getting your own energy in there and getting yourself settled and everything like that. And so um, I just have been thinking about that whole notion of just 
just being mindful of being comfortable in that uncomfortable state of being so and that can be like with anything and like I think a lot of people feel that within like their business and and in life stuff too and um, I had a really really good reminder uh, to just pray and to ask Jesus to show to show me how am I going to do this Um, and that's something that I can sometimes find myself forgetting to do, which is crazy. Um, but you know, when we talk about this act of like surrendering and like letting go and not holding on to things and just like surrendering, surrendering to Jesus, you know, there's the act of surrender. And then there's also the act of asking, please show me, show me how I need to do this. Like I'm surrendering. I trust You've shown me this. Um, I feel it in my heart that I'm supposed to be here. I'm supposed to be doing this. Um, I'm supposed to be like doing this business. Like, please show me how. And and just like letting go and waiting for the the feelings and the answers to come to you. Um, I feel like that is some a constant reminder that I need to always tap back into because. I can default, as I'm sure many of you can relate, um, I can default to trying to brain my way through it, trying to think my way through it, trying to solve the problem. And that is like, that's so interesting because that never works. Like it just doesn't work. You come up against walls. It feels more like a struggle and it doesn't need to be a struggle uh, because I've released and let go and I've, you know, had things come to me with such ease that like I can barely believe it like I can barely believe or trust that it's happening because it's coming to me so easily so it's just like it's almost getting comfortable like and that can feel uncomfortable which is wild because it's like why wouldn't you want ease why wouldn't you want you know this and everything it's because like that is still new to me trusting and surrendering to Jesus is still new to me so I'm working on that becoming just second nature and that is all part of my own spiritual um, path and my spiritual growth is becoming just so grounded and rooted in that trust of of Jesus and that I will always be provided for and like the universe will always provide me with everything that I need, want and more and, and just waiting to be shown, right? Having that like humility that I, that I will be shown what I need to do. And I actually, what I found um, myself, you know, realizing as I was like reflecting all on this was this judgment, I guess, or this, I guess, yeah, it'd be a judgment um, on humility. And what does that mean? I had like my own preconceived notion, my own, um, I guess, misunderstanding of the word humility. Because when you think about when people say like, oh, I surrender and I am surrendering um, to Jesus and I am, you know, I'm nothing without him, which is true. Uh, I am nothing without him. I, you know, and just having like this this humility about you, this humbleness, this this humble act of, of surrender. I realized that... I had a judgment towards humility and humbleness as I will, if you are humble, 
and you have humility um, and you, you know, trust and just ask, you know, for Jesus to show you that you will only be provided with your bare necessities, <laughs> which is wild um, and not true. But it's like, I think it's because everything that I had been shown prior to with this like virtue signaling, with this like humbleness, people in the church, um, priests or pastors, um, just very, very, very like simple, humble ways of living that um, if I am humble and ask Jesus to, to show me or to provide for me, all I'll receive is like stuff to cover my bare, my bare um, needs, bare minimum. I'll never actually be able to be abundant. I'll never actually be able to um, create massive amounts of wealth or I'll never be able to, you know, um, have the big house that I want because I don't need that. You know, I just this I basically need food, water, shelter and like my my um, basic bills to be covered and that's all I need right like that's what I was that's what I was misinterpreting um humbleness to be I was confusing or I was relating the the word humble to material things um and what I have learned through the teachings of Leanna Shante who teaches abundance and pros you know prospering in your passions and finding you know your life path and being um, like, you know, wealthy and abundant and a master manifester and all that stuff. What I learned um, from Leanna Shante is the teachings of Jesus of humility and having humbleness um, isn't about material items. It's about having humility and it's about having humbleness of spirit. So it's not related to material things at all. It's about having a humble spirit to know that you are nothing without God that you are that we are not in control of the grand scheme of things that is only for God to know um, that we cannot access our gifts without God or like those gifts aren't ours to have and hold forever in this lifetime right those are given to us from the divine and if we misuse them, they can be taken away, right? Like there's having like that humility of us just like having the awareness that we are just little, simple human beings with our own little simple, you know, way of life. And we, the, the uniqueness of us is that we have this connection to the divine and that is a gift right like that is a gift that is something special about us every single person with a soul that is something special about you and and when you just have that that ego that ego where you're like it's like all about me and I and look how great I am and everything that I do and all these things that I have and like me 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 when you have that humbleness, um, it just really like puts things in perspective and it's all about the humbleness of the spirit. You can have a, you can be very humble and have massive gratitude and be super unconditionally loving and generous towards others and animals and still be very, very wealthy. 
and still have the universe, you know, provide for you in massive abundant ways. And I think a really easy way to kind of see this is when you see people generating massive amounts of wealth, when they, when their primary focus is just on being of service. So if you see like a musician who is just, you know, like, came from humble beginnings, um, maybe struggled with addiction, maybe was just, you know, not really like going anywhere or doing anything, but then had a complete moment of like come to Jesus moment of like surrendering and saying, Jesus, please just show me like I have this music. I have this, these things in my heart that I want to share with the world. Please just show me how to do that. And they end up, you know, going viral and, you know, getting a million downloads on Spotify and without even like a record label. Like you see other people there where they didn't go the Hollywood route. They didn't have to sell their souls. They didn't have to do get that way through a manager and a talent agency. Like Jesus showed them how to get out there and Jesus showed, you know, got their music out there for them, right? Like there's that humility in that sense where they know the only reason why um, uh, they are where they're at is because of God. And I think uh, a good example of that is um, he is the singer of, oh gosh, what is the song? It went so viral. Um, Richmond of Richmond or something. Richmond of, yeah, Richmond of Richmond, I think is it. it? But anyways, he is like a folk artist and um, yeah, Richmond, north of Richmond. Maybe that's just a line in the song, but I, if you know the song, you know exactly what I'm talking about by just saying that. Because I listened to him on the Joe Rogan podcast, and he literally talked exactly about that, that that was his experience, where he devoted his life to God and just said, please just show me. I will do everything I can. I will do every, I will show up, and I will always act on what I am shown, and please just show me. And now he has, you know, this success, and he's doing it all on his own and I think that is really incredible to see and that is a very like unique um example but that can be in every single person in every single you know facet of your life like that could be if you are you know like just starting up your own practice as like in some sort of healthcare field that could be if you are um you know just starting up your own opening up your own storefront or you know opening up a juice bar or creating a product line like all of that can be applied right it doesn't have to be nationwide recognition through a song like it can be something through your own product through your own service through your own program that you create right um people like in 12db school by liana shante there she gives examples of someone like creating a um it was like a schedule um like a day planner schedule planner for teachers I think that's what it was and it was just this woman she saw like a need in the market and she just made like a simple pdf printout worksheet organizing um thing that like anyone could have duplicated like honestly and she put it in some teacher groups and it went viral and I think she sold it for I don't know, 30 bucks or something like that. And she's like a multimillionaire, right? Because she wasn't focused on the money. She wasn't focused on the marketing. She wasn't focused on having like this big to-do of like, oh, look at, you know, look at me, look at all my like 
all having like the colors and the fonts and the and the vibe of looking cool she didn't worry about that she just worried about making a product that was being in service and getting it out there and the rest took care of itself and she made millions at it and I just I find that is such a good reminder for myself because I personally can get hung up on all the to-dos on how it looks, the aesthetics of it all versus just how can I serve. And I think that's like where landscaping was really, really humbling for me and really um, a great lesson is I didn't, I didn't have any branding with my landscaping. I didn't worry about any of that. I literally did a before and after and put that out and got work. And then after that, I got a landscaping program and I just like designed my mom's yard and put it as like a an option of like what I could do. Like I just showed my, I just showed what I was capable of and the job started rolling in very naturally that way. So I just, I don't know, that was, that was all focusing on being of service. It wasn't about what does my product look like? What does my Instagram look like? What is this, that, and the other thing? It was just about being in service. And so I, I feel like that is where I try to, you know, reel myself back into of that humility of like, okay, how can I be in service? Like I surrender, I trust you, please show me how can I be of service? And that keeps me in that energy wavelength that is peaceful, that is trusting, that is calm. And that is also like layered with gratitude as well. Um, versus this like uptight anxiousness, trying to figure it out, trying to, um, you know, work really hard and do all the things and plan and plan and plan and like you know all that hustle that like hustle culture that hustle mentality like no (laughs) no I am I'm not I'm not operating in that because it, it feels very like lack like yes there's times to work hard and when you when you're shown what to do you know you gotta there's only gratitude right there's only gratitude and showing up and executing and working hard um but there's there's no hustle of like scheming and like trying to make a deal and all that bullshit like that's that's not what's going down and I just I feel like when you are in that rooted uh groundedness state of being that comes with being surrendered you can keep your emotions so much more in check because I find that our emotions can kind of overtake our us when things are feeling a little uncomfortable and um, for me being an Aries and having a lot of fire within me I, I just find that like I can I have in the past allowed my emotions to get the best of me or I can be a little bit too quick in my hot-headedness um, I can be too critical on things, on people, places, and things, and on myself as well, right? And so when I'm in that calm state, um, it really allows me to keep those emotions in check and not have a, a reaction. And that is so important in anything that you're doing. Like, because again, 
I don't care what business, what line of business you're in, like you're always selling yourself. Like you're always selling your product or your service, right? You're always selling who you are. And if you're not, if you're in a nice, calm, um, surrendered place, you don't have that like desperation energy or that urgency energy or that rushing kind of energy that comes with it, right? When especially like, I don't know, we've all been around really good salesmen and then really bad salesmen. I'm sure, I'm sure of it. The really good salesmen are the ones who make you feel like you can take it or leave it. It's no big deal. Like you can, if this is going to work for you and um, the timing is right and the price is right, you know, like let me just help facilitate the transaction so that you can have this exactly what you want. Um, the bad salesmen are the ones where they're constantly calling you and they're trying to push you along before you are ready and you and it makes you feel like you aren't in control and that they're running the show and um, you're kind of getting bullied into something right those are the bad salesmen because they have like this desperate bullying kind of energy because they just they have their own hidden agenda of wanting to make the sale and wanting to collect that commissions check um versus the other people are just literally they're just information sharers they're just sharing you information facts about the product that they have service that they provide and um if you you know asking stuff about you getting to know you if there's things that you have struggled with um maybe this can help if not oh I have some suggestions on you know where I think other things could help you right like there's no agenda like there's of course they want to make the sale but there's nothing of like that desperation because they know that the people who are ready to buy will find them and um, everything is in flow and there's more than enough in this universe to go around for everybody and it's limitless like it's completely limitless so like if you just kind of picture those two different salesmen you can picture the two types of energies that are being brought to the table and you can decide for yourself which one do you want to be in right for me it's you know it's the first one like I want to be in that um, calm uh, non-desperate energy I want to be in total surrender I want to be open to the universe to be shown what I need to do and um, and execute from there right and a lot of the times that comes with patience because like our human minds, you know, are ready for something or we are ready for it, but like the universe hasn't delivered it yet. And that is where it's like having that trust and act of surrender that no, I have this gift. I have this product. I was given this. It's a gift from the divine. I know this is meant to be out there. I just need to be patient and keep showing up and doing my part. And that is where the line gets separated. I feel like that's where you have the winners and losers in the role of business of the people who trust and stick it out and keep on showing up and doing positive action steps to get them closer to, you know, the growth and expansion for their business. And then you have the other ones who talk themselves out of it of like, no, no one's going to want this. Oh, we're in a recession. No one's going to have money to buy this oh, I should just, you know, go this way because no one's going to be buying my kind of product right now because um, inflation prices or yada, yada, yada. Those are all fucking lies. Those are 
all stories that is self-sabotage especially when you are on the brink of greatness and that usually what happens with entrepreneurs and that is something that I feel if you are an entrepreneur right now who is you know still working in a part-time job or a full-time job and you are building towards your business that is something that you just need to tell yourself where it's like um, the consistency of showing up and growing and pivoting where you need to but still showing up and not giving up on your your job and your dreams that is what's going to separate you from the rest of the pack right the rest of the pack who gives up defaults lets their inner child take over telling them that they're going to be a failure it's not going to work out um, and tell them you know and they just tell themselves all these fake stories that just remember that like that's that means you're basically on the the brink of greatness right like you're on the brink of greatness so just like keep holding it um holding on holding in there trusting surrendering and just asking you know asking the universe how what can i do how can i serve what what you know and being patient and waiting for those answers and that is something that i um you know reminding myself um and i'm not perfect at this like i let my brain go wild sometimes and i need to reel it in and and reground and recenter myself um especially when i'm kind of in that like go go mode like you know i was traveling last week nothing crazy but a couple hours right traveling staying overnight doing some meetings and then you know i get home i instantly jump into moving mode um, now this week it's like doing follow-ups, finishing the move, getting some orders out, and then I'm traveling again, right? So it's like traveling again, staying overnight, having meetings, getting home, doing stuff. You don't like, there's all these things, right? Which is amazing. But I think, um, what, uh, can feel like when you're in that flow of like moving forward, um, you get into this, like, that doing mode of like and you need to like check in on a daily basis of like that regrounding recentering yourself of like um what can I you know like making sure tapping in that you how am I being of service right um versus just getting on like the hamster wheel um so I don't know and uh, too maybe it's good like where you can you can also take those times to have gratitude of for how busy you are how many things are on the horizon, right? Because I know there have been times like where I've prayed where I'm like, I cannot wait till I am so busy. I don't know what to even do with myself. Like I cannot wait for that. Like I pray for that. I want to have, you know, so much uh, demand coming at me that like, I don't even know, like, how am I even going to pull this off? Like, I can't wait for that feeling, right? Like I, I am like anticipating that kind of feeling with so much, um, happiness and excitement I'm not pushing that away I'm not dreading that I am embracing it and calling it towards myself right and I think that is something um if you are super busy take time to just reflect and remember how you would give how back in the day you would give anything to be this busy right when you are like just living off of like the mirror ends like mirror like last couple dollars of your savings account and you just prayed that you like cannot wait until you are so busy you don't know what to do with if you ever find yourself kind of getting overwhelmed with all the things you need to do 
definitely take that time to like recenter yourself and ground yourself and just have so much gratitude for where you're at and just remind yourself of where you've been and how you know you wished for for this right like you wish for this you're happy for this and really let yourself feel that and let yourself have like a break you know it could be 30 minutes that's it just 30 minutes of deep breathing having a meditation some prayer gratitude and just you know calming in your energy calling back in all your energy towards your core uh something that i like to do is just picture you know that divine that cord coming down from the divine like that energy shot coming down from the divine and just asking you know god to because he's limitless energy to just fill up my light body with his limitless energy right like recharge me refill uh, my energy field charge me up kind of thing um because we can get depleted and we can have a lot of uh moving parts and a lot of um asks you know people are asking things people want things all that kind of stuff and that can feel very draining and so I just feel uh, a really good mitigator of that burnout is to take that time to deep breathe and um, reconnect with God and just ask for your light body to be recharged Um, because he's got all the energy and then some right Um, so yeah that's just something to consider but um Today's going to be a little bit of a shorter episode because I have to go and jump into a meeting, Um, but I really appreciate you guys tuning in each week. Um, We will, you know, be back on regular schedule um, next week and we'll just keep going forward. So I hope you guys have an amazing rest of your week and if you enjoyed this episode, please uh, share it with your friends, like, subscribe, rate and review. 